spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT-STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 Common Kansas, 1877770 Stop Louisiana, 1877 8 Hope NY, or text Hope NY 467369 in New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Charlie Weiss, former Patriots OC. You should expect a lot of good things coming out of Tampa. Because when you Tommy off, you're the wrong guy off. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. Every negative thing that anyone could say, he uses it as fodder. I'd bet on them to win the Super Bowl. That's the feeling I get. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. 800-998-1003 here in summer. Saints and Pelicans team reporter at 1.30. Ralph Marmer. Collins over at WLTV.com. He'll give us his latest thoughts. Saints, well, see how he's doing. And then also, of course, coming up at 2.05, Catherine Terrell from ESPN covers your Saints. She'll give us um, her thoughts on the Saints and how you look at this in, in our question of the day. Can they win the three games against the division teams? I don't have them beating the the Eagles. Sean Watson's back with the Browns. Cleveland, both of those games on the road could be cold. I I, I just don't know. But can they win the division at seven and ten? What do you think? Hmm? I don't know. Uh oh! Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? It's hump day. Hump day! I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that what that camera Wednesday update. It is Shock G, the digital underground Fox NFL analyst Sean Payton, soon to be somebody's head coach. Hopefully, one with the team that'll give us a nice first round draft pick or two. To where we are. To where we are, hoping that you can go seven and ten and win the division. Not even reading your text, Roy. Words of wisdom. You know where else I'm at in this division? I mean, uh, at this point of the season, I, I'm just at, and I think General D and others, Lee, a couple of our regular callers, 
Chef Scotty. How about just two more wins? Because if not, you have to hear all offseason from Roy that he predicted the 5-12 and 12 tour. You need two more wins at least. At least two more. I think they can beat the Bucks. Come on. Although, that said, see what Greg Allman had to say? He covers the um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he was talking about where the Bucks are right now, and where the Bucks are right now is apparently a team that needs to get closer together. Hour ago, Greg Allman covers the NFC South for Fox Sports. Devin White, Levante David set up a dinner. Monday night, a couple days ago, for the entire defense. Bringing the group together to help everyone on the same page moving forward. As he goes on to say, part of it is they feel that they're not close enough. That they felt they were closer during the COVID lockdown and that they needed to get closer together and hold each other accountable. So... They're closing in the ranks a little more as they get ready for the Monday night game against the Saints. Now, they had a walkthrough today. Saints off. And Leonard Fournette's been missing some time, so let's see if he'll be uh, ready for Monday as well. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. And over in Carolina, Steve Wilkes, the interim head coach, since he's taken over, that team's playing much better football, playing hard, playing together. Sam Darnold came in last week, didn't look bad, got the win in Atlanta for Arthur Smith, who said two weeks ago in the middle of a playoff race with four wins. They, um, Kyle Pitts underwent knee surgery, season-ending knee surgery today. So Kyle Pitts, who... Had a couple of big plays against the Saints. He will not be available when those two teams play each other here after the bye week. So can they win those three games? Again, I I, I don't even know if it's confidence. And I understand what I'm saying. Because, again, I don't think they didn't play hard Sunday. The defense, much maligned this season, did play well, I mean, they held San Francisco to 13 points. The great Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Jimmy G, who Raphael's still trying to get us to be the starting quarterback for the Saints. I mean, all of that. 13 points. And he couldn't score, though. I don't know. Gary from Algiers. Coordinator, you're on the on-deck circle. Or coordinator, you're first. Sorry. Gary, you're on the on-deck circle. Hello, coordinator. How are you? Hey, G, shout out. Listen, man, um, all that being said, the Saints don't need to worry about what nobody else is doing. They, got, they came and take care of their own business. <laughs> Even when teams lose, they came and get ahead. So with that being said, I don't have no confidence with them. Another thing, this is what I hate that I hear all the time, all these people that are screaming, screaming for Sean Payton, right? Mm-hmm. I, for the life of me, I don't get it. And what I mean by that, Sean Payton is the reason why they're in this this own um, position, him and Mickey Loomis. They put them in this position 
with the with the the way the, the way they handle everything as far as like kicking the cane down the road with Drew Brees and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're getting rid of draft picks. To me, they have an opportunity. They had an opportunity to get rid of. And nobody ain't gonna like me to hear me say this. Elvin Kamara. At the time, get multiple draft picks for Elvin Kamara. Get get rid of Kamara. Get y'all some more assets coming in there because you don't have no first round draft pick, none. You can get a running back. You can look at all these teams that's getting running backs. Look at the running back for Kansas City, for Chaco. I mean, you can find running backs, and after so many years, these running backs, you know, they get their money, and that's it. They don't perform like they usually perform. You know, so, so get multiple what, draft picks. They could have did that. Hold on. Uh-huh. But like I say, all these people, I, it irritates me. Somebody, we want Sean Payton back. For what? He the reason to wait, y'all, in this situation. Why? He left y'all. <laughs> Why would you want somebody that left you? Why? He left y'all in the position that y'all are in. Also, Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis put this team in the situation that they're in to leave them without a quarterback mm-hmm. behind Drew Brees. A quarterback to start behind Drew Brees. You know why? Because they wanted to appease Drew Brees for those last couple of years. And they didn't put a quarterback behind them. So you left the franchise in disarray. Why would you want him back? Well, he ain't you know? Back. Yeah, no, look, I, I mean, he, he ain't coming officer- back. Go ahead, go ahead, GK. No, I'm saying he ain't coming back. Yeah, I mean, I I hear you. I know some fans say that. Look, you're you're right. Look, a lot of his decisions, um, are 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 part of, if not mostly, why the Saints are where they are right now. And you know, it's just kind of one of those things where you look at it forward. But that's what I'm saying, Uh, coordinator. I love the fact he's on Colin Coward on Mondays. And he's on every other place and on Fox on Sundays letting everybody know how much better he would be with everybody else's team. Fantastic. Keep selling it and just give us over a couple of draft picks. You know what I'm saying? Just keep selling it, man. I'm ready. Yes, you know. And I just I just don't understand about the fan base here. They didn't hold him accountable like a New York market, you know, like those markets. Because they just was, oh, you know, we won the Super Bowl in 2010. Uh what, what have you did, you know, after that? You went to a couple of championship games, you know, and I understand they, they go, everybody going to go with that no or no call. To me, I understand the call afterwards. That was wrong. But the decision he made before that call even happened, people don't look at what happened before that. You know? So, I mean, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Do you think they can they, win? They're going to the, reboot. The, Hey, do you think they can win the three no, NFC no, South game? No, 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 no. They got to win one game first. <laughs> Never like winning three. Well, I mean. They got to win one. I know. I'm just, well, the three games out of the division. Tampa is Monday. Do you think they win Monday? Look, listen, they got to win. I, I, I don't know. You never know with this team. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You never know. So I, if I wouldn't put no bets on them or no hope or whatever. You know, you you, you, you got to be crazy to bet with the Saints. <laughs> you don't bet with your heart. No, you got to be you, you got to be utterly ridiculous to do that. Okay. Something have to be wrong with you. If you keep seeing the same thing and getting the same result, that's insanity. 
and then, you know, if he was going to reboot, I wouldn't have left. Dennis Allen would have been, he wouldn't have been a head coach. But they wanted to keep everything in-house. No, you go look for new. Pete Carmichael, they, they run in the same place all the time. Man, my wife and me, we could sit up there and look at the game. We know what Taysom Hill going to get the ball, what they going to do. They're predictable. Okay. They've been predictable for the last couple of years. Everybody know what they're going to do. All right, Cordero, I'm going to put you down you know? as uh, some fresh blood and some fresh eyes on the situation for next year. I want to get to Gary from Algiers. Thank you, coordinator, man. Have a good rest of the week. Okay. <laughs> there he goes. No, no, and no. And I asked him if he can win those three games in the NFC South. Gary, thanks for giving us a call here in the sports hangover in the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. How are you? I'm all right. I think they're going to beat Tampa Bay. And I don't know why, but I just think I think they will. That's all. I'll tell you that right now. But, you know, you were talking about they had four shots on a four-year-old line or whatever against the 49ers. They had more than that. They, they had multiple times when they were in that part of the field. They could not get in. And I don't know why they didn't try to run the ball four times instead of throwing passes. I, again, I... <laughs> they... Sunday was frustrating. Sunday. I know. I know. And you know what? I think uh, the the switchblade, whatever they call him, four times and let him go. Let him go. I think he might have got in. (laughs) Kick kick a field goal. Kick a field goal. Anything. The the Swiss Army knife. uh, Switchblade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I tell you what, when when he's running really well and he's – and he's and he's crushing it. He could be the switchblade. <laughs> that, that could be. He could be the switchblade. They, could be they, the switchblade. You know what? And we the defense played great Sunday. Now I got to give them that they really yeah, did because they, did. they held the 49ers to thirteen points. Yeah, I mean you, you normally would win a game that that happens, but you know, look, and Absolutely. It, but, dude, it's just it's just everything. It's everything that that's just crazy to me. Is like you have a guy that looked fantastic. I mean, absolutely looked fantastic. And um, in training camp, and, and Will Lutz, and you know he's missed some kicks. Yeah, he's missed some kicks. What's with him, man? This extra. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the whole team is. Uh, I'm not saying they're laying down. I just don't think they motivated enough. I, I, I keep going back to that. And and you know, I heard Dennis Allen when asking him about yelling at the kids and people, and he says, "I don't do that. I don't yell at my kids." Uh, they're grown-ups. They know what they got to do. With, really? Look at all the other coaches. They get steamed up, buddy, when somebody does something wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, I hear you, man. Uh, so we're going with um, the Bucks. Can they beat yeah, the Falcons can beat after the, the bye? I think, I think, look, the, Atlanta's at home. I think the, and no Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I think they, lose, they, I think they lose to the Falcons. Oh, no. You do? I think they can. No, they can't beat the Falcons. The Panthers will be an interesting one. Could you imagine if the division title's on the line, final game of the year? And we playing the Panthers? <laughs> At Carolina? Look, I Steve don't know. Wilkes, there's a lot of talk about him keeping that job. So, you know, and, and they may still be in the running. I mean, imagine that guy. You get rid of McCaffrey, rule, and they wind up winning the division on, on that game. I mean, I'm just saying, you don't know. Because if you beat the Bucks. Everything gets even more jumbled, and everybody comes closer together. You know, so I don't know. What did they get for McCaffrey? Do you know? Oh, I forgot. Uh, I can look it up. It, it, it was uh, it was some it was decent amount. I mean, it wasn't a, a massive haul. 
Well, no first round pick or anything like that. No, they can't do that. No, I don't think so. Let's see. It was a 2023 second round pick certified and third, fourth round picks and a fifth round pick in 2024. So next year's second, third and fourth and in 2024, a fifth. Uh, that, that's decent. That's decent. Yeah. Okay. You know, because, to, uh, to, he, the point, to the coordinator's point, would you be willing to trade Alvin Kamara in the offseason? No, I wouldn't do that. No, 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 no. No. And when Kamara's running, Kamara's good, buddy. Okay. It's just that we got total problems, you know. So, anyway, look, thanks for talking with me, Gus. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for the phone call, as always. Appreciate it. Gary from Algiers. 800-998-1003. Hey, Wave fans, if you want to get in, go now. Just got released. Apparently, UCF fans aren't coming. So they gave back some tickets. If you want to go, go. $20. $20. Bucks if you want to go. Uh, yep. $20. If you want to go, go check it out. It's uh, the Sports Hangover next. Ralph Marlboro on ESPN New Orleans. Start your day the New Orleans way with New Orleans Roast Coffee. A small batch roasted coffee made right in the heart of the Crescent City. From our signature Southern Pecan-flavored coffee to our classic rich dark roast and chicory blend, New Orleans Roast is your everyday, anytime celebration. Pick up a bag or two today. Available at your favorite local grocer. New Orleans Roast Coffee. A true taste of New Orleans. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. If your business needs serious hustle, our internet has plenty. Switch to Rev Business All Fiber Internet with fiber optic velocity close to the speed of light. Sign up and get three months free and 30% off. Build your plan at letsrev.biz. Let's Rev. Whoever said you can't have it all, never had internet that could do it all. Switch to Rev. No contracts, no data caps, no nonsense. It's the high-speed internet you need. Build your plan at letsrev.com. Let's Rev. It's Gus Kattengell with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or the View on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams. And you'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosted Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. I'm trying to get a hold of Ralph Marlboro here at Saints Forecast. And the host of Saints Happy Hour podcast when he gets minute. In the meantime, play a couple of bites here from Kane Ellis and James Hurst. Ellis has been playing really well. 
And one of the things that at least in, in losing a player like Pete Werner, who was, I, I think, the best offensive player by the time, you know, at the time he got injured for this team, is you at least got a chance to see what Caden can do, right? And, and what he's been able to, to provide for you. And, and not, I would even just say picking up the slack. I would say he's, you know, he's absolutely making plays and, and things of that nature. So he was asked, what does he think he can be getting better at yesterday? Um, I think just, uh, you know, each game you feel like you get a little better at recognition. Um, just being able to kind of see how things unfold. Um, you know, maybe that first game I was pretty locked in on, you know, my initial key. Um, but now, I don't know if it kind of feels like each game you're, you're able to start seeing a little more, you know, your, your scope kind of expands, um, whether it be, you know, offensive lineman feet or stances, um, you know, different formations, just uh, more than just what you're supposed to be staring at in every play. You know, you kind of get get a couple tips. And, uh, uh, you know, D always says uh, when the offense breaks the formation, um, they're telling you a story or you're reading the book. And so I think um, your ability to read that book, you know, the more snaps you get that are live, um, it allows you to read a little better. There you go. Makes a lot of sense from that aspect of it, right? How about um, his personality, how he's always sort of been in terms of being hard on himself and judging how well he's played? Mm, no, I'd say it's always been the way. You know, I played at Idaho, and, um, you know, we had a good nine-win bowl, bowl win season, but, but we lost a lot. <laughs> and it and it was uh, obviously in, in college it's a little interesting because you're, you're trying to make the NFL. So even despite the losses, you're trying to put up, you know, numbers, different things like that. But at the end of the day, like – you're in the locker room and in the meetings and in class and hanging out with your best friends who are also on the field with you. Um, and I know maybe NFL isn't quite like college, but at the end of the day, some of my best friends in the world are in that locker room back there. Um, and I see how much everybody puts in. I see how hard everybody's working from the staff to the players to everybody else. So, um, you know, I don't think you can really see that and be a part of that emotionally and then just be like, ah, I'm happy I did well. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like, everybody's job is on the line for wins. Like, if we win, we all do well. If we win, we all succeed. And if we lose, then, you know, other things happen. So um, striving for wins, I think, is is really what's most important. And with wins, it'll make everything look better for everybody at every position. So, Ralph Marlboro joins us now at Saints Forecast. A way to follow him on Twitter. At Saints Happy Hour, the podcast. Um, I played that, Ralph, because when, when you see the defensive lineman yelling at Russell Wilson, when, when you see finger pointing on other teams, that gives you a clear indication the old, you've lost the locker room, right? Dennis Allen is going to play our asses off. Um, they played hard Sunday. They just didn't execute. I, how, how do you take that? Because they didn't score a point. They hold the Niners to 13. And yet, I almost feel like when you listen to them, they haven't given up. I don't know how to. I don't know how to view them. I don't know how to view the team. I don't know how to view the future. I, I, help me. Uh, first of all, I apologize for being late. Uh, my CEO of my company had me explain what I do again and my job to the board. That's awesome. And it went over. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I've been, <laughs> been here 10 years and you people don't know what I'm doing. Um, but I got, I got important things to do. I, I need to rant. I need to rant about the Saints on, on New York. Ten, please, 10 please. years and no one knows what you do. That's, yeah, that's right. I don't know if that's a yeah, good or I'm bad like, thing. It's, it's not. It, it, it has pluses and minuses. I won't lie. Um, but here's the thing with the Saints is you look at them and, because I say in my WWL column on Monday, I was like, the only thing they did right Sunday was play incredibly hard. They had every reason to just be like, bleep this, it ain't our day. We just can't do anything right. We keep stepping on a race. We keep falling down the stairs. We're just going to let San Francisco have a nice nine-minute drive and close this thing out. And the Saints were just like, no, we're not going to quit. They were like a man in the rain shaking their fist at God. They were like, we will not quit. We will not yield. And... I mean, I know people don't want to hear it, but, like, to me, that means that Dennis Allen, like, they're still playing hard. They're still, they're still listening. And I'll give you an example. I watched Denver play the Carolina Panthers, and that team, they are checked out. Like, you can see oh, yeah. that their defense, they're yelling at Russell Wilson. But more yeah. importantly, I could see guys on defense making business decisions. They're like, we're Arizona, out of here. Arizona, last Monday we're... night, right? Troy Aikman said, "That's right." I mean, singled out a, a a cardinal defensive back that literally just watched, you know, Kittles just walk right by him into the end zone. And you, yeah. you're right; that's a great point, Ralph. You have not seen that by all the players, at the very least, by the yeah. Saints. You know, and that makes to me that makes Monday really interesting because I know Saints fans don't want to hear it because they're four and eight. But this game on Monday, the winner basically controls their fate in the NFC South. Whether you whether you wanna you wanna laugh at it or whatever. Like that's the truth. And the thing is, Tampa's fans got you read their blogs and Tampa media. Fans are mad. They hate the fact that they're five and six. They don't like Todd Bowles. He's horrible with in game management, the timeout situation in Cleveland. People don't know what they're doing. The offense is stagnant. Like even though this is a huge game I feel like that stadium is kind of going to the game, and deep down in places they don't want to talk about, they want to boo the block. They want to turn on them. So if the Saints could just have a really nice start to a game for the rare time in 2022, I think that game could be really interesting, and that cloud could be really interesting. Because here's the thing. As great as Tom Brady is, and he delivered the Bucs to Super Bowl, and they like him, right. but he's still a mercenary. He's still a mercenary, you know? Right. Still a mercenary guy. He's not a Tampa Buccaneer. It's not like with Drew Brees, where when he struggled with the Saints, maybe at the end in critical games, he was Drew. He won us Super Bowl. He came post Katrina. He was one of us. We loved him. We were going to ride or die with Drew. Tom Brady's the hired help man, and I think it's going to be really interesting Monday if it goes bad for the Bucks. It's interesting you say that Greg Allman covers the NFC South and the Bucks for Fox Sports, and he just tweeted a little bit ago that Levante David, Devin White, took the defense out to dinner Monday because they felt they needed to get closer together. To, to what you're saying, there there is a divide in that locker room. There is a mistrust um, going in there, and you're, you're right. I've been saying it all season long. If you think our fans and media are hard on D.A., there is zero confidence in Byron Leftwich. Greg Allman, who covers the team, openly said can they fire him in the first quarter of a game earlier this season so i mean that's that's my point like they, you're right they are not then you go back to the game here in new orleans 
I mean, you know, it was the Jameis game. I mean, <laughs> that that really yeah. turned it around. They didn't score in the first half. No. I mean, here's the thing with Tampa Bay. Say what you want about they won the playoff game, and we will, the, he shall not be named, fumbles, and Deontay Hardy gets injured, and it just, all around, he gets hurt. Like, it all went bad. I mean, uh, it all went bad for the Saints in that game, right? Um, but, this is the sixth time they're going to play Tampa. At no point in any of those games, Gus. And by the way, Tom Brady, his worst game of the year is week two against the Saints. Like, that's his worst game of the year, kind of statistically, if you want to measure it out. But at no point when Tom Brady's been a Buccaneer have we ever looked at the Bucks' offense and been like, man, they are cooking the Saints today. I hope the Saints can score 24, 31 points. Because the Saints ain't winning. You know what we do? We just say, offense, stop being terrible. You're blowing this game for us. Stop being awful. That's the only time Tampa beats the Saints with Tom Brady. So, like, I'm just, I, I know Saints fans are coming, but I look at DA and I look at this defense. You get Lattimore back, he gets to shut down his son, Mike Evans, on Monday night. You know he's going to want to do that. I look at this defense, and I know it sounds weird, but I'm supremely confident that the Saints defense is going to hold Tampa under 20 points. Like, I've seen it I've seen it too often to believe that something else is going to happen when Tom, Tom Brady plays the Saints. All right, so the question of the day is, can they win the three division games? I have them mm-hmm. not a shot. I, I mean, I guess they have to show up the Philly. On New Year's Day, I mean, I, I mean, and maybe maybe they've wrapped it up, and Jalen Hurts has a day off. Um, at Cleveland, I don't know, but let's say seven and ten. If they beat the three teams in the division, I think look, Kyle Pitts got a knee surgery today, yeah, season-ending knee surgery. But Steve Wilkes is going to be coaching for his job that last game of the year, and they really like him, yeah. so that's going to be a tough one. But could you imagine if they do win Monday? I think they can beat the Falcons here at home. And the Panthers, a home game, Mm -hmm. could be for the division. That's right. (laughs) I think that I think one or two things are going to happen for the Saints in twenty twenty two. Because you know, true sports pain, us, and I mean pain, not just a loss. True sports pain and agony. For it to be really agonizing, you need a shot of hope, right? So for the Saints to really, I think they're going to torment us. Like twenty twenty two is just. It's like Jameis said, it's pain everywhere. And I believe, like, the Saints just going to camp and laying an egg, that's not really painful. We'll just shrug and go about our business and be like, oh, thank God they have a bye. We'll get these last four weeks out of the week, out of the way, and then we'll get to the offseason. But I believe there's more torment and pain on the way. So it's one of two scenarios. Either the Saints lose an agonizing heartbreak of a game Monday to Tampa, where we, for like three quarters, we're like, oh, they're looking good. They're going to win this game. We oh, got a no. chance to get control of this division. And then they rip, Tom Brady just rips their heart out, heart out some spectacular way. Or, God, they beat Tampa, look great. Then we get two weeks of hope, right? Yeah, we get the Falcons. Weeks, and then we're like five and eight. We control the South. The Saints can get this together. Then they beat Atlanta and get to six and eight and probably will be in first place. And then we're like, oh my God, they're six and eight. We got three games left. This is amazing. And then the piano falls on their head. That's what 2022 is about. Like, I think, I think those are the scenarios. But you know what, Gus? If you told me that I had to pick one of those scenarios, I would pick scenario two 
Because if you beat Tampa, you get a bye week, and you beat Atlanta, that's like a month of happiness in 2022. <laughs> and I would be, I would be okay with yeah. it. Like, if you told me the Saints are going to go 6 and 11 because they're going to win the next two, like, I'd be okay with it because yeah. it would be a fun month. Um, but I really do believe that. Like, I think, I think the Saints are either going to win Monday or they're going to have their heart ripped out in spectacular fashion. It is not going to be a run of the mill. Oh no. oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Because we all remember what happened at the beginning of the season in week two with the fights and all That's of right. that. Look, th- oh, there, yeah. there's bad blood. There is no doubt oh, yeah. there is bad blood between those two teams. So yeah. there shouldn't be any issue getting motivated. Sir, WWLTV.com, we can read your column. Thank you, as always, for finding the time. And if your CEO ever needs to know how good you are, tell him to come on the show. Tell him to call. We'll, we'll interview him live. I will. Thank you very much, Judge. Take care. Here he is, Ralph Marlboro. Aaron Summers next on ESP in New Orleans. I'm special, never find another like you. One of these things is not like the others. Like a rainbow with all of the colors. Baby doll, when it comes to a lover, I promise that you'll never find another like you. I'm the only one of me. Terrio, Douay, and Terrio. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio, Douay, and Terrio to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio, Douay, and Terrio at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou Lafouche in Golden Meadow. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, BuzzOff is here to save your summer. BuzzOff is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. BuzzOff Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed simply free don't those two words go together nicely especially when they describe the very best in daily money management at sl bank our simply free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier want to know more about simply free checking just talk with us today at sl bank member fdic this holiday season, switch to Boost Mobile and get a single line unlimited plan for $25 a month and a partridge in a pear tree coverage on America's largest 5G networks. How about seven swans of swimming? No, but if you're not satisfied within the first 30 days, Boost gives you your money back. Turtle doves, French hens, the lowest truly unlimited plan on the market. One line for $25 a month when you switch. I'll take it. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer. New customers only. One line for $25 per month with auto pay. Device must be returned in like new condition. Monthly service refunded via e-gift card. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. Got a big game tonight at the Smoothie King Center. The Raptors in town to take on the Pelicans. Aaron Summers at Aaron E. Summers. We're going to give a follow over on Twitter. Team reporter for the Pels and the Saints. The black and gold, the day off today. Aaron, good afternoon. How are you? I am doing great. You know, just kind of rolling into this week a little bit slower since they have an extra day, the Saints do, to get things started. So they'll practice Thursday, Friday, and Saturday before they head to Tampa on Sunday. Aaron, every day when 
the team has practice and pretty much every day when they don't, you're putting out a report on, you know, the Saints website, Pelicans website mm-hmm. as well. But, and the reason I'm, I'm bringing that up is because I played the Caden Ellis sound for him yesterday in which he kind of talked about, hey, it, it's nice that he's doing well, but it's about the team's success and guys playing for one another. And he says his best friends are in there. And we were just talking with Ralph Marlborough about you keep seeing, especially with the way they played on Sunday, Signs that, quote-unquote, the locker room isn't lost. You're not seeing what you saw in Denver, huh, Aaron, where somebody is yelling right. at the quarterback or something of that nature. You're around them a lot more than I am and in the locker room and in a travel setting when you travel with them. Is that accurate to say that that locker room is still together? Absolutely. You go into the locker room after practice, and they have these basketball goals set up, and they're in there goofing off, you know, having competitions, playing enjoying each other you know the the spirit's high they work really hard at practice all morning they're in meetings they're doing scouts with their individual groups and then they you know hit the field together and go through things and then they hang out in the locker room and they enjoy that time together and a lot of locker rooms aren't like that you know we talk about it with the pelicans they love being around each other they spend time with each other they enjoy each other's company and it's definitely helped as far as that team chemistry goes and what they've been able to achieve. I think the same can be said for the Saints. They're going to get through this. They're sticking together. They enjoy fighting for each other, and it isn't just about an individual. I bring that up because Greg Allman, who covers the Bucks and the NFC South for Fox Sports, tweeted that Levante David and Devin White had a team dinner or a defense dinner on Monday and trying to hold everyone accountable and trying mm-hmm. to get closer together along the lines of what you're saying. That's not something you've seen the Saints sort of do and still, you know, kind of play for one another and do that. So I guess that goes a long way. Now to the other, James Hurst yesterday saying maybe it's a lack of focus sometimes, the penalties, the turnovers. I mean, it's Alvin Kamara, the guy had six TDs in the game, Aaron. It's nuts to think that those things are still happening. The turnovers, especially with Alvin Kamara, have been an anomaly. You know, he's only had four in a season once before in his career. He's got four this season. But then you look at some of those turnovers, and it would be tough for anybody to hold on to the ball. You know, I think of even Mark Ingram earlier in the season. People coming directly at you with their helmet on the ball. You know, it's hard to hold on to a ball in that circumstance. And that was a wild turnover near the goal line. It bounced around for a little while before the 49ers recovered it. It's situations like that where you're like, okay, I could see that happening to anybody, but it is the the mental things, the offsides, penalties, you know, the false starts that we're seeing where, yeah, I mean, maybe you need to be a little more locked in on every single snap. And it's hard to do that. It's really hard to maintain that high level of focus at all times when there's a million things going on. But I think they're realizing that that's what it's going to take. You can't take any time off. So the question of the day is if the Saints can win the three remaining games in the division and make things real interesting, mm-hmm. Monday night the Bucks. then you got the bye week, home game against the Falcons, pair of games at the Browns and at the Eagles, and you finish out here at home against the Panthers. If you don't win those other two, you win the division games, Aaron, you're 7-10, and 10, and you make things a lot more interesting when it comes to the South, but I'm just judging by the games that they've already played these three teams. I don't see why they couldn't because the Bucks mm-hmm. and Panthers games turnover single handedly did that to you. And 
you know, you never want somebody injured, but Kyle Pitts just has season-ending knee injury uh, surgery for the Falcons today. So he won't play when the two teams play again. I, why can't they win those three games? I mean, they should. They can. Uh, you know, we saw them, the Bucks last September 18th. It was a 20-10 to 10 loss, but that was a, a battle for a while. I mean, 34 games that these two teams have played each other have been decided by seven points or less. This, these games are always kind of a, a fight, you know, between the Bucks and the Saints. And for a while, the Saints had the Bucks number. And you look back to the game last season, it was the 9-0 victory there. Head coach Dennis Allen was the interim coach or standing coach for that game. And they put on a great performance. You know, if the defense can play to the level that we saw them play against the 49ers and the offense can get moving a little bit more, I think these games are definitely winnable for them. And the defenses of each of these individual teams, the Bucks, the Falcons, and the Panthers, aren't as good as what we saw from the 49ers. Saints app and also NewOrleansSaints.com. You'll see Aaron's reports uh, daily all throughout the week here as we get ready for the Bucks game on Monday night. Turn our attention to where you're going to be tonight, ma'am, and that's going to be over at the Smoothie King Center, and that is Pels taking on the Raptors. Toronto currently sixth in the Eastern Conference standings, 11-9 and overall, 5-5 and in their last 10. When I think of a Pels game against Toronto, I think of just a a, a physical game. The last couple of games mm-hmm. have gone you know, late. I mean, is Van Fleet still with them? Because that guy just, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he turns my stomach a bit. He's always had big games against the Pels. But when we look at them, I, I think this is a key game for this team, especially no CJ tonight. Larry Nance is back, but I think this is a big one. Yeah, and I think that that was the, the vibe at shoot-around today. It was a lot more practice-focused uh, on the opposition, you know, repeating things over and over, making sure they really got what Coach Green was trying to get across because, and he stopped practice and said, you know, I'm not, you know, overlooking the Raptors here. Like, we're going at this team. We're not going to back down, you know, even though we may be without some of these players. You know, he wanted to make sure that they understood that he – believed that they had a shot and that he was expecting them to go out and fight and win. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we'll see. These two defenses are very good. The Raptors lead the league in deflections. They turn people over at the highest rate in the league. Mm. So there was a big focus on on that today at practice, ball security, making sure that they're sharp with their passes and where they are on the court, that they keep their head in the game because the Raptors will be ready to to take the ball and run. Um, they're first in second chance points and first in fast break points. Wow. So there's a few areas that they really have to be aware of. One of them is going to be on the glass and then also with the, the turnovers in that transition game. While some of these players have, have missed some games the last couple of weeks here, others have stepped up, and it's incredible to think that they closed out the game back on Monday, Aaron, with Jose Alvarado being the oldest player on the court. He's <laughs> trusting Dyson Daniels. Willie said yesterday, look, he trusts all those guys on there. Zion's really taken a big step the last couple of games here as well. What do you see some key matchups tonight from the Pell side? Yeah, I mean, definitely going to have to go hard inside, and I think that's going to be a huge area that they can win with Zion spacing is going to be key to make sure that they're pulling, you know, 
the Raptors out because they, gosh, they're very aggressive defensively. So maybe you can catch them and feed you know, Zion inside. Definitely going to have to focus on his ability to score, but he's been so good with passing it off too when he realizes that, and he said it, I think after the game the other day, that I know I'm going to have three people on me, you know, or two people. It's just simple math. That means somebody else is open, right? So he's been very good. He, you know, he matched his career high in assists with eight um, Monday night. So they're going to they're gonna look at matchups and see who's open and stuff. But Toronto is really good at switching. Their defense is very good. So they're definitely going to have to pass the ball very well and move it quickly in order to find them. Will Zion Williamson have more than one free throw tonight? Yes. <laughs> I mean, lo- Lord help us if he doesn't. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, can we start like what? What, do you, what, what are those websites? The um, not PayPal. What is it, man? When you like put up a web GoFundMe? That's it. So, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Could start, like, a fans, and go- <laughs> yes, to pay the fine and have somebody just go off. It's crazy, but look, I, I think the thing that's um admirable to say the least is I love the way he answered it in, in the in the post game press conference Aaron and I also love mm-hmm. the fact that he got teed up but it didn't affect them the rest of the game does that make sense like he still attacked yeah. he still led the team he still was dishing he still I mean he almost got a triple double and that's hard to do Aaron when you feel you're you're not getting the respect that you should but that he's really shown so much maturity to me the beginning of the season to now it's wild to me that that was his first tech ever. You know, he's played, Monday night was his 100th game. He played a few games and only beat up once, knowing that he doesn't get a lot of calls because he's a big guy and he's just expected to take it. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, you know, I think that he's definitely learned a lot from his you know, journey, I guess, over the past year dealing right. with the injury and how he was portrayed in the spotlight and, and he talked to this as well. Like, sure. I wish that I was able to play more in my first three years, but I learned so much in the way that my journey unfolded through these first a hundred games that I'm thankful for it. And I think we're seeing that in the way that he is handling himself on the court and as frustrating as it has to be for him, because it's frustrating for us that he's not getting any of these calls. I think one of the other things, too, Aaron, that was remarkable is the stat that came out after the game where there's Michael Jordan and there's him. Mm -hmm. Most points Mm -hmm. through 100 games. And they've had Kobe, Durant, I mean, Harden, LeBron. I mean, we've had some incredible scores since Michael Jordan. And within 100 games, they they didn't didn't have more points. That's remarkable to me, especially the fact that he missed an entire NBA season. Yeah, it's incredible in the amount of time that he's played, what he's achieved. You know, there's he's averaging 25 points, 60% from the floor through 100 games. You know, in that same amount of time, only Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, Kevin McHale, and Wilt Chamberlain achieved those numbers or Might better. have heard of them. You know, right. <laughs> like, are, are you kidding me? People forget how good he he is at basketball because he just hasn't played that much over the past three years that he's been in the league. So I'm excited to kind of see him, you know, get the next hundred under his belt. 
and see how much better he can get because, yeah, he's got really good company at this point already. Yeah, it's pretty incredible to kind of see what happens to see what happens tonight. Uh, seven and three at home in the Smoothie King Center. Let's see if we get another nice crowd. They've been great. They've been absolutely a part of these wins, especially late in the game, Aaron. So let's see what happens. Thank you for the time. Thank you, too. Yep, for sure. See you tonight. When we come back, the professor rejoins us. The college football playoff rankings came out yesterday. We'll take your calls here as well. 800-998-1003. This is Sports Hangover on ESPN. It's time to have fun, so come on in. Come on in and win. It's magic. Come and feel the magic. Cash magic. Great news for our video poker players. Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. It's the Black Friday sales event going on now until the end of November. Check out the great new holiday deals at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat today, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. See the spectacular 2022 Dodge Durango with 51118 off MSRP, now 55912. Must finance through Chrysler Capital to qualify for Chrysler Capital and have a beacon score of 620 or less to qualify for CCAP 22 non-prime retail bonus cash. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, Sports Hangover, 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime in to the conversation, college football rankings came out, and I think it's interesting. I, don't, I wouldn't say there were any surprises in there and stuff, and obviously, look, LSU fans, it is what it is. But what I did find interesting was a lot of people are kind of feeling that the – USC game could be the one team out of those four in there that you know may may not be there. May not be there after this weekend in the conference championship games, and that is an interesting thing. So we'll hear from the professor here. Utah USC that is the seven p.m. game, and that's going to be on Friday. Obviously, on Saturday you got LSU and Georgia at three. UCF Tulane at 3, Kansas State TCU for the Big 12, that's 11 a.m. The Big 10 Championship game is Purdue at Michigan. And then the ACC Championship game is Clemson and North Carolina. 
So those are the matchups as we bring in the professor and again tomorrow won a bet over at Boomtown Casino. When you look at those championship games, Nick, and you look at also the the rankings, why is it is it because Utah was, you know, ranked high at the beginning of the season? Is a good football team of all of those games, again, no disrespect to LSU, but is that the one game of all the title games where you're like, that could be the upset that happens, Nick? It's quite possible. I mean, you know, you see that all it's all on the line for USC right now. They win that game and they're in the college football playoff, no questions asked, especially what happened. You know, the the outcome that LSU needed for Michigan and Ohio State happened. Yeah. And they just couldn't shut the door and it left it wide open for USC, who now is in the driver's seat. And all they got to do is it's winning your end for USC, who and at the beginning of the season, we didn't really see that uh for Southern California. But I mean, they they did what they needed to do. So now you got that game against uh Utah, which is going to be gigantic. Uh LSU, yeah. they don't really have a chance to get into the playoff anymore, but they could upset the Apple. I mean, Georgia's getting in. Like even if Georgia loses to LSU, mm-hmm. unless it's just a gigantic blowout, the farthest they're no, going to drop to is that, four. I I just no way. I I couldn't see him. So there's they, no way they're going to be out of the well, playoff. Well, you saw Ohio so Georgia's State. In. Yeah, Ohio State didn't yeah. move that far down it's georgia michigan tcu usc one through four ohio state bama tennessee penn state clemson kansas state now let's go to that game kansas state and tcu mm-hmm. the, the horn frogs have been living dangerously right the last couple of weeks they've been eking out some wins they've been closer dude what if usc and tcu loses you want to talk about an absolute just it's the chaos theory. Well, Ohio right State now. would be it. I mean, I would put Ohio State in. They've been one of the better teams this season. So that would that would leave one spot for Bama, <laughs> Tennessee. The problem is Tennessee doesn't have any hooker, so are they the same team, right? I don't think Penn <laughs> I mean, State you put it. I think it's Bama, dude. I, I think if TCU, USC lose, I think it's Ohio State and Bama. And I tell you, you want to talk about uh, a, 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 a voting room that's hoping for a thing like that because you know they're <laughs> thinking in the back of their minds, is there any way in the world we can get Alabama into this playoff? Oh, How on. can we make this happen? <laughs> like they, that they're looking at it now and salivate because there's nobody. I mean, Tennessee doesn't have hooker anymore, so they don't want to. At the end of the day, Donna Olmeyer said the answer to all your questions is money. This is a TV show. Well, well, it's all TV, man. Along so those they, lines, if that was yeah. to happen, right, Ohio State yeah. would go to two. I say, wait, right. wait, yeah, no, to three, sorry. Because um, Michigan, let's say they win. I mean, not, Purdue's not going to beat them. So, yeah, if, if Georgia wins, Michigan wins. TCU, USC lose. So you need new three and a new four. Ohio State, who's five, moves to three. Let's say you put Bama at four. One versus four would be Georgia, Alabama. Two versus three is Ohio State, Michigan in the semifinals. I mean, if you, if you want to make it a TV show, that's happening. I mean, if, if TCU and USC loses, you're seeing rematches, no doubt in the semifinals. No doubt. Absolutely. And it's, it would be bad if TCU lost to Kansas State. 
with, you know, how they fought to get to this point. You know, shout out again, shout out to Sonny Dykes. I remember when Sonny Dykes was coach at uh, Louisiana Tech. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, did really well there and then moved on, I think, to Cal from there. And now he's at TCU, uh, doing his thing. Uh, just big, cause I always knew that it was going to come to a point like this where he would go to a job where he'd be able to excel and thrive. Yeah. And he's doing that now with the Horn Frogs. And, and you look at what, this, but Kansas State, this is a team that we've seen already yeah. because of Tulane. And, you know, we know what they're capable of. Um, this is, this is a huge moment for TCU. And, you know, going from playing in the Poinsettia Bowl, bowl every year mm-hmm. to, you know, having the opportunity to play for a national championship. And that would be big for, you know, it, it's a, it's a power five school, but still. Like TCU isn't what you would call a blue blood in college football. No. Like you, your Georgias, your Michigans, your USC's, your Ohio State, your Alabama. Like these are your, your schools, your teams that you think of when you think of like college football, college football playoff, even back when the BCS was around. And so this would be huge for schools like TCU to be able to get into, to, to, and this would be huge for college football to say, see, TCU made it. So, you know, look, <laughs> look, we actually do let them in. Stop look. it. It's a power five school. It's damn. still a power, it's still a power five school, <laughs> but it's, but it's not the power five schools like you think of that are at the top that are the power of the power five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it just, it, it goes a long way if TCU is able to make it, but that, you know, you still got to win the games and you still got to be Kansas state. If you're USC, you still got to win your championship game. If you want to get in and it, it it's, it's going to make for an exciting weekend because these get like, yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. Like it's going to be great. And it's actually perfect that my kid has a birthday party earlier that day he'll be well, nice and exhausted go. and i'm just gonna be watching games all he's, he's just well, gonna pass out you can just sit yeah. down and watch the chaos hey, unfold yep he's got all the toys and all that here you go go play with something daddy's got to watch football for work that's the beauty of it nick i'm yeah. working i'm working um <laughs> no it is that's I what don't. i keep trying to tell people this is work this is work. what are you watching why are you watching the red zone channel on sunday because it's work this is I work have to do this for work dear uh, now leave me alone exactly right um we mentioned it back when you joined us earlier. Willie Fritz, unanimous American Athletic Conference Coach of the Year. Tajay Spears well deserved. was the Offensive Player of the Year. Were you surprised they only moved up one spot? I know the voice of the wave, Corey Glore, kind of had a satirical tweet about that they only moved up one spot after beating Cincinnati on the road from, you know. Yeah, that was a big win, but I think that, you know, the two-loss thing in the voters' mind is, you know, is is kind of – Weighing on yeah. them, you know, but they have an opportunity this weekend to yeah. avenge that loss to UCF and, uh, you know, really, it really solidified themselves as, you know, the team that everybody thought they were at the beginning. Uh, excuse me, three losses, uh, the two losses, they're two loss teams. So it kind of yeah. messes with people's minds, uh, on that, but it, the UCF game this weekend is going to go a long way. To kind of, you know, now, let people know who Tulane really is and they can avenge that loss, uh, to UCF. That was a close loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they can well, really kind of re, re, resubmit themselves in the minds of some of these folks. So if you've been outside, you've been able to notice that there's a, there's a stiff breeze, which as I'm just watching 
Christmas decoration after Christmas decoration be pulled down, and I'm like, son of a. Um, that it, it's the, it's a very brief cool front. Like it's we're back in the 70s by Friday, Saturday mm-hmm. right now, Nick, 76 degrees. Now the rain chances have gone up, 58 percent. Mm-hmm. Scattered thunderstorms, high of 76. Chance of rain is 60 for Saturday night. Showers in the evening. Then cloudy, low around 65. So it's not going to be cold. So there's no reason for people not go there. But start planning accordingly. It more than likely you'll have weather be a factor with rain. And look, Tulane's been able to run the football, obviously, with Plumlee. That's their guy. But memory got injured, as Coach Fritz said. So let's see his availability coming on Saturday. I Look, I... I think it's going to be a fantastic environment. I can't wait. It's there. It's there. You want to go to the Cotton Bowl? Go take care of your business on the field, man. I think it's going to be incredible. And now you don't I have mean, to worry about the whole Fritz thing. He's he's back. He's there. He's not going nowhere. And he's not going anywhere. And this is huge for Tulane because, like you said, they win this game. They're in the New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. It's incredible. And that's huge for the program from where they were last year to now being in line for a conference championship and being in the New Year's Six Bowl. That is Huge for Tulane. Yeah. And, uh, so this is go out and support the wave, man. It's yeah. a huge game. It's going to be fun. Nick, uh, we'll see you again with the shot of the day coming up at 245. It's the sports it's hangover. Good. Hour two is in the books. Hour three next on ESPN New Orleans. If you've never been to a Rouse's market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings. Your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties. Your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Fansville, where the refs are always...